Welcome to Meet the Musician at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator, pop culture expert, Emil Wilbekin. Well, good evening, everybody. How you doing tonight? Um, I'm very excited to be here because I'm a big proponent of real artists and people who own their craft, who are very special at what they do. And Andre Day is definitely that person. Um, today is a very special day for her because she released her new album, um, Cheers to the Fall. And so you can buy that in store or on iTunes. Um, and this is a work in progress for her. This is something that she's worked on for the last 14 years, so she's very, very excited about this moment. Um, Questlove, um, yeah, Questlove and Raphael Sadiq have been producers on this album. She also worked with Adrian um, Gervitz, who, if you guys don't know, is one of the songwriters from The Bodyguard. So The Bodyguard soundtrack won a Grammy in 1994 and is still the top-selling soundtrack of all time. So she's got some big guns behind her. Um, and if that's not enough, she's also partnered with Beats by Dre and is going to be part of a campaign for Serena Williams. So you'll be hearing her song rise up a lot, as well as a big billboard in Times Square. And she was on GMA this week. And if that's not enough, she's a really lucky girl. She's opening for Lenny Kravitz right now. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Andra Day. <laughs> hey there. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> so just for transparency's sake, I had the pleasure of meeting Andra this summer um, at the Essence Festival where she yeah. performed. Mm -hmm. And we got to talk about beauty, hair, and style, <laughs> mm -hmm. which was fun. But now we get to talk about the good stuff, yes. the music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so a lot of people have compared you to Amy Winehouse, mm -hmm. Adele, and even Billie Holiday. Mm. So how does that feel? Um, <laughs> I, I've seen actually that a lot. I don't know if I would have, if describing myself, I would have gone quite as far, but it's amazing. It's flattering. You know, I'm inspired by all of those women, particularly Billie Holiday and the way they told stories and how emotional they were on records and how you know, when you hear those records, you feel like you knew them, but it also resonated in your personal life. And that's how I like to write and create music. So it's, you know, to even be named among those artists is really, it's amazing. Yeah. And then you've also, I've, I've heard you say that you were inspired by Nina Simone yes. and Lauren Hill yeah. mm -hmm. um, and Etta James, Janis mm -hmm. Joplin. Is it the same thing? Is it the storytelling and the deep emotion? It is. I, you know, it, it's the... I feel like they pay more attention to the message and to um, the emotion than they do the pretty, you know? And I think I've always been drawn to that. I remember when I first heard um, uh, Nina Simone sing, it was actually, I put a spell on you. And I remember hearing her voice kind of croak through the speaker and I was like, wow, it just sounded so different to me. And so I think voices like that and women like that who understand, okay, I have a platform and I'm not gonna be afraid to say what needs to be said, I'm, I'm drawn to that. Right, so you really believe in the message and the music. I do, I do, absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, speaking of messages in the music, <laughs> Stevie Wonder 
I mean, <laughs> you have like a real kind of dream story. <laughs> like, how did Stevie Wonder hear your music to discover you? Um, you know what? He actually, well, here, I'll give you the, the not the full story, but I'll give you the, the, the deeper version. There was actually someone that I was working with and like every artist, I say working with loosely, you know, you have those sort of management production company kind of horror stories, you know, people who don't always do what they say they're going to do, but bless him anyway. And um, something amazing came out of it. It just so happened that Stevie Wonder's wife heard a clip. I did, I did a, um, I sang in front of a store at one time in like a strip mall. And it was that little clip, you know, that he recorded that she heard and she played it for Stevie Wonder and he liked it. And so he reached out and was like, you know, I want to talk to you and I want to talk about music. And, and, and he had a song actually at the time that he wanted to write called Crying Like a Public Fountain. And just the title alone, I was like, oh God, I definitely want to do it. And, and, and then he introduced me to the producer actually did the album with Adrian Gervitz. So, yeah. So talk to me about Adrian Gervitz. I mean, he is <laughs> legendary. Crazy. I mean, Crazy. <laughs> you say crazy. Just crazy. No. So that, that he was really good then. Yeah, exactly. But people, I mean, if you guys don't know, like he's a songwriter and a producer, but he's also a very famous guitarist. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and to the point of after Jimi Hendrix passed away, Miles Davis asked him to join his band. Mm -hmm. So he's, I mean, he's quite legendary. Yeah, yeah. He's funny because he tells that story differently, right? We're all like, oh my God, you were the one picked to replace Jimmy. Right. He was like, yeah, I was the white guy picked to replace Jimmy. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, no, but he's incredible. And I, I wasn't too familiar with Adrian when I first met him. And I started doing research. We talked while we were in the studio. And he's just, he's worked with everyone from Jimi Hendrix to Buddy Miles, you know, uh, Ginger Baker. And, and just, so he has this wealth of knowledge in music that being in the studio, being able to pull from that experience, you know, and him just, basically shredding on guitar all the time was just incredible. And he actually, the guitar that Jimi Hendrix gave him before he passed, we even used on the record. It's still sitting wow. in his studio. Yeah, so he is legendary. 64, he's been doing it forever. Crazy, but loves, loves, loves music. And we really do love each other. I think we both get this. Crazy is good. Yeah, yeah, it it's, is. Crazy is <laughs> in good. In this case, crazy is good. <laughs> So when you Love. go into the studio with him, I know, and you are um, preparing to create, mm -hmm. did you know that you were going to create a masterpiece? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all, actually, that's exactly what I knew we were going to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, toss there. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Toss the beehive. No, um... You know, I you know what I I just I went into the studio. I'm a big prayer, and I do all the time. And you know, I just you know, and upon making this album, um, you know, I prayed about it, and I just knew I needed to tell the truth about my life and everything that happened. You know, and you know whether that was exciting to people or it resonated with people, that, that I was just kind of kind of leave to to everyone else. But I, I think it was important to me going in to not be fearless about making the album. So I didn't want to be afraid of talking about certain topics and I didn't want to be afraid musically to mix genres. You know, I think amazing people did stuff like that. That's how we ended up getting bebop, you know, that's right, what Nina right. Simone did. And, and so I just, we went in with fearlessness, just wanting to create something that we loved, you know, and right. so 
this is just this is an added bonus to that. And what I like about it is, you know, getting to know you more creatively is, this is authentically who you are. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we talked about your visual inspiration being mm -hmm. from car shows in Southern California, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just being inspired by these different women. Mm -hmm. So to bring that kind of bravado, and then mm -hmm. the the singers that you're inspired by and the genres all together mm -hmm. um, is really cool. Thank you, thank you very much, I appreciate that. <laughs> I like that. So then more of the Midas touch, <laughs> I mean like you have such a charmed story, like it's really kind of brilliant. Thank um, you. <laughs> as, a, as an editor and writer, like that's something that I would create, but Spike Lee diverse, directed your first video, yeah. Forever Mine. Yeah, I, I won't say thank you, because I just don't think I had anything to do with it. It just, all of these amazing things happen, so I'll say I'm thankful for it. Right, yes. But um, yeah, no, I, I was at uh, Sundance Film Festival, which was another amazing thing that happened, and uh, we got invited to do the Nina Simone tribute, and it was a lineup with one of my musical idols, Erica Badu, Common, Leon Bridges, um, Aloe Black, uh, and Kate Davis. And so he saw me singing there. I did the Mississippi Goddamn. And he saw me singing there. And <laughs> when I came off stage, he just started asking me who I was. And then he just looked at me. He was like, well, who's doing the first video? And I was like, uh, you? <laughs> he was like, okay. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I called my publicist over, you know, introduced them. And then uh, when he flew out to LA, he was serious about it. He texted me, he hit me back. We had a meeting. And so we shot it at the Standard Hotel. Talk to me. I mean, I know that box at the Standard Hotel. Yes. And mm -hmm. they usually have like kind of a go-go girl in, in there. <laughs> um, and so it was great. Like when I'm watching the video, I'm like, wow. Like, what was it like being in that box? Uh actually very comfortable really? <laughs> yeah I'm not really claustrophobic like that okay, I kind of okay. like warm comfortable places so it wasn't bad it was it was cool you know I mean it comfortable to sit in uncomfortable in the fact that you're just on display completely yeah, you know right. so but um I, I I actually really enjoyed doing the video with him he's he's very nurturing you know throughout the process and I think he kind of knew I was a little nervous but he's really great at making the environment very casual to the point of like sharing french fries off of his plate <laughs> That would be, if Spike likes you, it's right. amazing. <laughs> so that's great. Thank you. <laughs> so cheers to the fall. Yes. <laughs> um, very excited for you today that your album is available. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tell me about um, what, what does cheers to the fall mean to you? Um, it does not mean the season, first of all. <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. And I'm like, no, no, I should have thought about that. But um, cheers to the fall really just means, you know, it's, it's an album about truth and fearlessness, right? So I feel like being fearless in the sense that not being afraid to be candid and to be vulnerable. I feel like people are more brave when it comes to skydiving than they are to being completely vulnerable to letting that wall down. And so, but in my experience, anytime I am vulnerable and anytime I do am completely candid like that, I become more and more free. And that to me is just, is more valuable than any type of facade I can try to maintain. So Cheers to the Fall is about moving forward, trying things, being true to who you are, being honest, and not being fearful of criticism or failure. So that's why it means Cheers to the Fall, to the, you know, if I fall, then I'm okay with that, you know? Right. And you even talk about 
you know, falling, you know, a thousand times yeah. mm -hmm. and, and still getting up. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So having that resilience, mm -hmm. um, I think for anybody is very, very inspirational and powerful. Oh, yeah. I think that's what life is, you know. I, sorry. I feel like we do a lot to try to make things comfortable, but I don't think that's what life's supposed to be. It's, it's trial after trial that causes us to grow more and more. Now let's talk about love, <laughs> which is also a big theme in the album. Yes. Um, and on your song, Gold, mm -hmm. um, it was very interesting. You're kind of the heartbreaker versus yes. being heartbroken. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the inspiration for that song. Uh, my life <laughs> and my, my poor decisions. Um, Gold is, is, is an autobiography. I always say that. It, it, Really, I was in a relationship with someone for eight years, and throughout that time, I was not good to them. I was not honest with them. I was very reckless with their emotions, and I cheated on them, you know, multiple times. And and um, kind of being stuck in that space of having to hide it, I feel like destroyed me, and definitely, you know, destroyed him. And so, uh, I at some point, I finally had to kind of turn around and face myself and admit what I did. And then, in turn, I also got my heart broken and that sort of caused me to understand even more deeply how much, when you're reckless with people's emotions like that, how much it affects them sometimes for the rest of their lives. And so um, it was really my note to him and my apology to him and telling him, I understand, you know, I totally understand and, and I'm sorry. So the lyrics in there are very, very true. There's a line in there where I say, you looked for a ring to fit while I played wifey with a kid. And that is very true. I got a text message of a, picture of an engagement ring so it was um a lesson mm -hmm. and then only love is that a continuation of the same of the story yeah i, I think it, it is it's a continuation a bit of a continuation and sort of an evaluation of love as well you know there i think there are two different types of love or one posing as love and one of them the real one is a selfless love it's a sacrificial love you know it causes us to give without expecting you know just to unconditionally um, and then the other one on the other side is a selfish love that says i need to be you know i need to be gratified i need to this is about what i want and so it's, it's kind of me evaluating the two and saying yeah one of these just doesn't quite work <laughs> right right no absolutely mm. um but there's also what i like about your music is there's also feelings of hope and optimism mm -hmm. and redemption so talk to me about forgiveness oh absolutely I you know honestly I think that's what the whole album is about you know um like I when I talked about vulnerability you know it's not just about being vulnerable and being honest and open but also about being forgiving and being accepting and not judgmental when other people are honest and open and vulnerable and um that's one thing I learned throughout this entire process you know is about being forgiven but also forgiving knowing that you know we're none of us are blameless you know i just have to talk to you about um rise up yes because <laughs> everyone's buzzing about that and then we're going to toss it to the audience but okay talk about rise up and and why is everyone buzzing and what is the message behind rise up um i think rise up is a message like you said of hope you know there's a line in the song that's very simple and to me actually almost cliche it says all we need is hope but sometimes simplicity is very profound because it's just you know as obvious as it seems to us we're not always believing it or we're not always receiving that message so you know for me 
Rise Up is really a song about, you know, persevering through adversity, but not just doing it for yourself, understanding that other people are dependent on you moving forward, just as you're dependent on them moving forward. And so it's also a song about loving sacrificially because, you know, I personally believe that we were all created with a purpose, you know, and we are all a part of each other's purpose. It's not just one person's journey, you know, it's, we're all sort of intertwined, so. Absolutely. I think that's why. That's <laughs> I hope that's wonderful. Why. Well, <laughs> no, I, I believe you, I'm with it. And the lyrics and the song delivers on that message. So thank, thank you, you for that song. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we wanna open it up to Q&A from the audience. Hi, I'm Teresa. Hi, I'm Teresa. also from San Diego as well. Oh, hey, what's hey, up? Hey, girl. <laughs> um, what inspires your songwriting process, aside from your personal experience? Are you drawing from friends, family, or things that you just witness in everyday life? Uh, yeah, I, I think absolutely, you know, personal experience is, is an obvious one, particularly for this album. But, you know, friends, family, things that they go through, and things that I just witness, you know? So there's, sometimes there's just you know, a tide or the way that it's shifting in, in our society or in culture. And sometimes that'll be what moves me, you know. And then, you know, a lot of times in prayer, too. You know, a lot of times I'm, like I said, I'm a very spiritual person. So I'm always asking, okay, what, what should be said? You know, what needs to be talked about or addressed? And, and, um, and sometimes the desire to say things very frankly and not poetically really drives me. You know, like sometimes I want a song or something that just spells it write out as real and as raw as possible so you know and then music melodies sometimes songs just tell you what they're supposed to be okay. sounds good oh thanks <laughs> and i just wanted to tag on to that like how like working with Questlove and raphael sadiq who are oh, like yeah. epic yeah. legendary yes. creative people mm -hmm. how was that process uh it was amazing watching uh, i actually wasn't in the studio with Questlove, but i was in the studio with raphael we worked closely together for months and he got as close to the project as I did. And so, and was also working on his album at the same time. So I, I think it was just a mutually inspiring ex experience, you know, watching the way that he works. I actually noticed something. Raphael does a thing where he'll start a project and then he'll leave it. And then he'll start another one and then he'll leave it. And then he'll start another. And sometimes he won't come back to it for weeks, but you know, to come back to things on fresh ears. And that was actually something that I kind of absorbed while I was working with him. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, first, thank you for your music. It touches all of us at our cores and it's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Um, the question that I have is, what advice would you give for other artists who are trying, uh, and young artists and other musicians? Um, I think this, it's honestly the advice that I give all the time because it's what I did as well too, but when you make music, I would say don't make it for other people's expectations you know be completely true to yourself and as you're going forward and you're like don't be afraid to talk about anything you know like you may write a song that sucks and that's okay you know I have you hear this album I probably got about 20 songs that just were like you know so you just not being afraid as you're creating music and then as you go forward getting the music to people knowing that when you're doing something that's true to you, it's going to be unique and it's going to be different because you are you, there is no other you, you know? So I think not being afraid of that and standing by it and sticking by it as you push music, because people will try to mold you and they'll try to change you because it is a business, for instance, right? And people are like, well, this is what's familiar. 
But when you do you and what's unfamiliar, it's always going to stand out to people. People will want to get to know that, you know. Talk to me about soul music, because this is really soul music yeah, absolutely. that you're creating. And creating it at a time when trap music is what's hot. And <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw you at Kendrick Lamar at the festival, um, but which wasn't really track. But right, anyway. right. No. Um, but yeah, like, so, you know, tapping up to what you just um, gave this woman this great advice, mm -hmm. you know, how do you do that? Like soul music right now is not necessarily what people would say, oh, go do a soul album. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's kind of very brave mm -hmm. and fearless to your point to mm -hmm. do that. But is that just you singing from your soul? No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> but no, that, that's really what soul music is, I think. You know, I think um, soul music is creating and I can't talk about honesty enough because you know I feel like we talk about it but rarely do we really you know we'll scratch a surface yeah. and we get deep but we won't get just under that surface you know and I think when we do that without worry about well will people will receive this well will I make money off of this will I do you know I think when we do that that's when you really create something that grabs people I, to me soul music is something that is not just from your soul but that reaches into other people's souls and heals them and transforms them you know and so going into this album like I said praying about it you know it was sort of like all I want to do is whatever I was created to do so I'm anything after that I'm you know is to be determined I'm not really worried about it well I want to thank you, thank you. for this very amazing and enlightening conversation oh, thank you so much thanks for great questions no and you guys thank i keep you for learning great more and more i love this <laughs> i feel like there's going to be more work with us yes, in the future yeah, yeah. i feel it thank you guys thank you thank you so much